You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. What up, what up? This is episode three of the Gritisons of Philadelphia podcast here on the Big Stick Energy Productions podcasting network. I'm your host, Eric, here with one other lovely fellow, Jimbo. How you doing, Jim? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going pretty well. We're uh, unfortunately not with our other host, Nick. He uh, had to go do some some stuff, some things, I guess we're of grave importance since he's not here to discuss the return of NHL hockey tomorrow. Jim, are you excited? I'm pretty excited. I am very excited considering my sport's not doing so hot right now, but I didn't want to bring uh, it up. All right. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. It's okay. That's about all I'm going to go into it unless yeah. you bring it up more and then I'll go. Into Whoa. It. Uh, that's, I'm going to leave it. At, I'm going to leave it at this. All right. All right. Um, you can hear more. You can hear my, you can hear my angry rants on the, uh, on Wednesday. Oh yeah, we're gonna have us. When when the pod comes out, it'll be Friday. But we're gonna have some fun. It's gonna be loud. It's not gonna be happy. Depending on how everything goes. But you know. But you know, it is happy. A little foreshadowing. A little foreshadowing. You know, it's happy. What is happy, Eric? NHL hockey returning tomorrow with our boys in orange and black heading. Well, I guess they're not heading to Toronto. They're already in Toronto, but they are playing 4 p.m. Tomorrow on NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus, the Pittsburgh Penguins in the one, first and only exhibition game before they uh, take off in the round robin tournament on Sunday. But uh, I don't know, dude. It's it's been a wild ride these past couple months. Uh, it's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of uncertainty, a lot of trials and tribulations. But in terms of trials and tribulations, I mean, you got to admit, and I'm, we've been talking about this all day with what we were talking about a couple minutes ago with your sport, but uh, the NHL has been the sport that's really led the way and, and held held everything to a high standard, ensured safety. And, I mean, they're realistically the ones that I think have the most shot of pulling everything off, you know? I mean, everyone's – we'll get into the um, – weekly COVID tests that were announced today, which foreshadowing is extremely good news. Uh, and we're just going to, I mean, if there's any cracks in the armor, uh, I don't see, I can't see them. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, everybody's, you know, even the players who have maybe struggled with whatever it's been very, you know, everyone's been kind of buying in. Everyone's excited to get going. And I mean, you know, it's something for us to look forward to because the world hasn't gotten any, any better clear still in very uncertain times so it's really nice to just have something to uh to look forward to uncertain times we know exactly what the fuck's happening we just don't know what to do with it you know what i was (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying to be optimistic but yeah you're right this world it's fucked it's all fucked i mean other other unlubricated fucking jim that's another that's another podcast unlubricated fucking there's a lot of unlubricated fucking going on in the world we're here to talk about the return we're here to talk about the flyers we're here to talk about the nhl and we're here to embrace the next two or so months of happiness that these sports gonna at least bring us you know so let's uh let's jump in before we do how's your week been i just want to hear about you jim oh it's going i mean it's monday I mean, I didn't get, I didn't really have to do anything today, but it's still Monday. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Today, uh, I don't know. Felt, I felt kind of gross today, and then it got me thinking, like, oh, do I have COVID? And then I'm like, just like, everything I'm finding, I'm fine. But it's just like. You have COVID? That's just how everything. No, I don't. Oh, that would have been a crazy. It's just crazy. like any, any, any time that, uh, you don't feel well. You're just like, oh shit, do I have it? And that's like, you know how it goes. Feeling better now. So good. Happy to hear. 
How about I'm yourself? happy to hear you don't have COVID. Me too. Um, no, I'm good. You know, like you said, today was a, today was a gross day. Work uh, was just hot out. You know, it's like a hundred degrees. It's uh, supposed to be hotter tomorrow, and it was just one of those days. I don't know. I guess because it was Monday, it dragged, but a drug drag drug drag. You know, English. Yeah. Now I've been looking forward to sitting down with you and discuss everything because you know, I'm getting really really happy. I'm getting excited. I've been very excited for this. Um, it's fun to see. Be. It's fun to see all the boys, every team. Even though, like, I'm a diehard Flyers fan, but it's nice to just see all the guys, like all these players who get to compete, and they're all they're all doing. Um, they're all in the bubble. They were skating today. They got to the hotel safely. It seems like everyone made it there. You know, no one had to stay back for any reason, but uh, except for one guy, we'll talk about. But it's for good reason. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm just really happy. I'm excited for tomorrow, man. I'm four o'clock. You know, I'm going to be sitting down watching them. I'm uh, trying to discuss how to figure out a way to get out of work early. <laughs> but, uh, oh, shitty part about what did happen though is my car. I had to get four new tires. <laughs> so that's why what happened? Uh, so it's a secret, but you know, I'll tell you, even though it's going to be telling all the podcasts um my sister had a little bit of a tire accident where she scraped the curb but i mean she must have pulverized the fucking curb because there was a chunk missing out of my tire so i don't know how that happened but uh you know all four tires (laughs) needed to be replaced no it no it turns out that um i was due i was due for new tires um anyway because the traction on the tires were kind of fucked gotcha it's got to be from taking 95 all the time to go down the city but it's how it be, you know, it's my car now. So be nice to get new tires. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm without a car at the moment. So that kind of sucks. Gotcha. So I should be getting yeah, that back a, tomorrow. That suck. But uh, that's why I'm going to, the moment they call me, I'm going to say, hey, uh, we got to go get my car because the flyers are on. I don't want to get stuck trying to go get my car while the game's on. Hey, you on. know what? If you need a ride, I hear the flyers bandwagon is heading by. So is that a segue? Yeah. All right, so we're gonna jump into the Flyers first, then, aren't we? Or should we? Ju- now nah, we should I jump mean, in. The, let's jump in the NHL first. I kind of like the little rundown we've been doing, where we go NHL, then the Flyers. Let's do it. Because I mean, there isn't really a lot of f- Flyers talk per se. It's more just like about the league, because that's kind of how it's been with everything, you know. The yeah. Fly- but uh, as Michael Bolton said in the uh, Captain Jack Sparrow video. <clears throat> Let's get to it. As we said at the lead into the podcast, the NHL returns tomorrow. The players all left for their respective hub cities, uh, Edmonton and Toronto, on Sunday. So that means they are currently in the bubble now. Uh, A lot of the teams skated today to practice. I guess it seems like each team has their own individual, like, I guess, slot in the day when they all get to skate, when they get to do – you know, certain activities and just, I read earlier when I was scrolling down Twitter, reading every single tweet I could, because I'm just trying to get as much news as I can about what's going on. Um, The NHL has the, each team has to stay with their own team for five straight days. So like minus, I guess the game they have to play, but they, they're not allowed to leave. Like they're not allowed to interact with other team members from other teams until a certain point in the bubble. So it seems like the boys are just in the bubble now. There's a lot of pictures of the Flyers skating. The saw some videos of the Bruins, the Penguins, the Stars. They were all just out there skating today, which is just a beautiful. There's sight. some. Weren't there some players that were basically like, I don't even want to hang out with them. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. There's once it gets into the playoffs, dude. No one's gonna want to be around anyone. Dude. There's gonna be like fights in the lobby and shit. It was pretty much on Mon- like to, earlier today that everyone kind of got really settled in. The Maple Leafs and the Oilers now are stuck in hotels in their home cities. They, they're they not allowed to be in the house. They have to be in the hotel, obviously. From the looks of it, there's, you know, the players and the staff and everyone has to kind of get used to the awkwardness of the bubble for now. It seems like they're all going to get accustomed very quickly. I mean, once games get started, there's going to be kind of more of like a routine schedule. So I feel like it'll be a little bit more easily adaptable. But now it's just like a new situation because they've only been there for not even a day yet. 
so everyone was kind of like, oh, it's a little, you know, it's a little strange. It's a little different, but they'll have, you know, the obvious daily testing. They have to wear masks and credentials all day while they're kind of navigating, swapping dressing rooms for the home team versus the away team. So, like, you know, in the playoff round, there's seven games. There'll be, like, the Flyers will get two say the Flyers are the higher seed, they'll get the first two games in like the big home team locker room and then they'll switch the locker rooms to the away team. So it's like almost like kind of weird, kind of like a weird difference. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's how it's going to have to work. But I mean, yep. if they're going to go right back to back, they got to move in quick and get out. Of move in quick. They're going to obviously have to um, sanitize every room they're in, which is obviously key. Um, One of the weird things today that one of the players said was uh, Adam Lowry of the Winnipeg Jets stated that, uh, you know, we don't get to grab our own food. We actually are getting served, which earlier I saw Nino Niederreiter of the, is Nino Niederreiter? I think he's still in the wild. I actually can't remember if Nino Niederreiter got traded or not. Let me double check for you, Jim. Nino Niederreiter is actually on the Carolina Hurricanes. Forgot about that. Uh, I don't even think Nino Niederreiter was on. Yeah, he was on the wild. Uh, He put up a video of them getting served their food. And dude, let me tell you, the breakfast they're getting, they had like a chef just making omelets like on demand. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, pancakes and every cereal and just like, I don't know. The NHL's doing like compared to how everyone was bitching about the NBA with like the food uh, being really scarce. And it's almost like you get like a leaf and a dry piece of chicken. It looked like, it looked like air, you know, in like an airplane, they get, they bring around those like meals in like a box. And it's like, mm-hmm. almost like they're like pre-wrapped and every, that's what it looks like for the NBA. And then the NHL has all these like personal chefs on tap for each team. Good for the NHL. You know what? Like I kind of want to be an NHL player right now. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. no, they're treating it. Like they're, they're treating like they're in the best shape. They're treating the players right and getting them the uh, VIP treatment. Whereas like other sports, they're just like, ah, go fuck yourself. That's, I mean, yeah, that's no, I agree. It's just the NHL has been on top of everything. Oilers goaltender, Mike Smith put out a quote today. It said, you know, getting everyone in the bubble was probably the biggest stress point. Um, the next part we can kind of segue into, well, you know, we'll save that part of the quote for the story after this. The players feel pretty safe right now where they are. The players' hotel rooms are adorned with their respective team logos. Um, it's almost like you got like a little one-bedroom apartment they're moving into, uh, which is kind of cool. And um, Yeah, that's pretty solid. The Predators and the Flames, I don't know if you saw, they, they arranged to have the family photos in each player's hotel rooms upon arrival. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, then, like, yeah, seriously, they're knocking this out of the park. Yeah, and then uh, Adam Lowry on Winnipeg actually said something pretty funny that I just read here, and then he said uh, they must have skipped my room. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, it's just I, I've really appreciated and liked everything that they've done. They're taking care of their players. They're making sure because they, you know, they're the families are, are have a lot on their plate right now with everything. The players basically, you know. Like, yeah, they could have opted out. Like, there was no penalty. But, like, you know, how many how many chances in your life do you get to play for a championship? And, like, it, there's a lot of variables going into this that a player has to take on. One, they, they're doing this because it's their job. Secondly, they have to leave their family for two months. And, like... You know what? Not going not gonna to lie. I mean, like, yeah, leaving your family sucks. But, like, they're pretty much guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed, but, like... It's probably the safest situation you could possibly no, be no. in right now. Like, they get not going to lie. Like, yeah, no, they get into this bubble like, and everything kind of stays smooth and people are obviously care and they're taking it very seriously. Yeah, no, I would rather stay right in the bubble way. than I would rather be in public right now. If everything goes the right way, they're basically getting treated like kings for a month and then staying safe away from You're uh, also COVID. the best – thing about this is one you're playing for a stanley cup but two you're playing to stay in that bubble longer <laughs> so you're safer it's almost I adding <laughs> a, it's almost adding a safety factor it's like if you have to go it's home, like the you, fucking hunger games yeah. like 
<laughs> if you lose, you have to go back to an infested country. Um, and that's the other thing that the NHL did great. All these other leagues were trying to make it work in America when obviously with the way everything's going in the country with the virus, the NHL took it upon themselves to go, okay, look, we can take this thing to Canada and that's probably the safest bet. So, I mean, props to them too, because like Canada isn't a f- like Edmonton and Toronto. They're not really flashy um, cities for like a North, Amer- like for American audiences to like really like Las Vegas would have made a lot of sense, you know, put all the players in Vegas. Like that just has a ring to it. But the fact the yeah. NHL was like, this is the only way we're going to get this thing done. You know, props to that. Props to that. Like Gary Bettman, you know, cool. a lot of people gave him shit, but him as a commissioner compared to someone like Rob Manfred, he looks like the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> oh, like compared to like, I can see where it would be kind of hard for the MLB to do that because it's like, hey, we only have one team up in uh, Canada, so it's like they also we're don't. All they also there. not even let they're not. Yeah, well, yeah. But also, they don't even want us there, number one. Yeah, but here's the other thing, too, is that I there's a way for the MLB to do this that's safe, which we will talk about again more on Wednesday. But I'll just go into I mean, like the NHL and like even like the NBA are lucky enough that it was the end of the season when this happened as opposed to the beginning. So, like, they had a little bit more of like a thing to work with. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. There's a whole bunch of different logistic things that I think kind of factored into it but to me there were definitely some right answers and the nhl seemingly checked every box which for the most part the nhl in the past has had struggles with figuring out how to safely do things uh but it looks like they really you know they worked their ass off to to just make sure that no if there was a little bit of a doubt they were that's why they were the last one to announce that they were coming back every other sport was already like we're returning and the nhl was the one that was always rumored but they waited until the last possible minute to really just commit to something because they were like we can't afford this is like a one-shot opportunity we can't we can't like do something and then second guess ourselves. like we have to like be a hundred percent certain we got to have all our what is the term ducks in a row I mean, it can be. All right. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. <laughs> it is a. Ter- it is a term. It okay. is a term. I'm just saying. But yeah, we'll you're, have a- you're just saying in general. Is that the saying? I'm like, it could be the saying. It could be the saying for anything. But yeah, I'm just. Could you know. also say have all of your light bulbs in the lamp. Like, thanks, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's getting cut. <laughs> No, I'm gonna keep that in. I'm I'm keeping that in there. The uh, all right. We'll we'll go into just a little bit uh, like an add-on to that story with them all in the bubble. The NHL announced today, which is news to our ears, that they you know did their weekly test, which we brought up about COVID nineteen and everything about how many cases, positive cases they've had, how many you know tests there were, and. Uh, what was last week? It was like seven seventeen to seven twenty-five or something. No, seven eighteen. What's math, Jim? <laughs> uh, it is the uh, algebraic way of solving problems, and I'm sticking to that definition. The algebraic. Okay, I got it. So thank you for your <laughs> definition, but I don't need it. Um, okay, so from seven eighteen to seven twenty-five. The NHL concluded phase three by administering 4,256 tests to more than 800 players during that period. And they had no positive test results, which means that even not in the bubble, the NHL players did not break protocol really and ensured that they stayed safe, which means that they most likely came into the bubble with no positive tests. I mean, there's obviously still going to be you know, a week or two of them testing, but I don't. I mean, it doesn't sound like anything is really going to – it's pretty much as safe as it can be. During the two-week period of Phase 3, there were a total of two tests among 6,874 tests. That's a pretty good – that's pretty good, man, for not being in a bubble. I mean, that sounds great to me. I, mean, I know. It doesn't get much better than that. 
I'm I'm actually really proud of the NHL players for taking it seriously too. Because dude, you're 20. You're like most of the players are in their 20s. Like you know, how shitty it is to have to sit. Like works. We had to do it. You know, how shitty it is to sit inside. Like you get those. You get the antsiness. You want to go out and like it takes a lot of willpower. And it's like there's all these. There's all a lot of variables with like. You know, obviously, me and you are doing a lot of making sure we stay inside and don't go out a lot just because we want to make sure we're safe, other people are safe. We want to make sure we're doing our part. But, like, you know, you get you get a little bit of, like, the jumps where you're like, I really wish I could go out. So, like, and you uh, take into account these players have a ton of money. So, they, and, like, when you're, when you're young, you're, you think you're invincible. But I'm glad that the players took it seriously, and it just shows the willpower and the seriousness that they actually are taking the fact that they get the chance to play because there's been a lot of work that's gone into this. So for, you know, all it takes is one player. All it takes is, like, one guy to go basically say, you know what, fuck it, I'll go out for One player's all it takes, falling in love with me, catching COVID-19. Oh, I like your (laughs) – can you be the intro song? No. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. You know, I'm, it's pretty much set in stone. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of doubters that are like, uh, not set in stone, but there's been a lot of doubters that are like, you know, when the MLB started and like when this league started, there was, you know, a 0.001 percentage uh, positivity rate. And now, you know, there was a bunch of spikes and I'm like, yeah, but these leagues weren't in bubbles. Like, once you're in a bubble, like not that they can't go anywhere, but like the league is ensuring that they're restricted movement to keep them safe. So that's not, there's not going to be, there's so much less of a risk of something happening because, and these players are getting taken care of. It's not like they're just like, you're going to, it's not like you're in like Soviet Russia in like the sixties, you will go to rink. You will come back from rink. You will go to bed. You will have one water break. And you will get one leaf for dinner. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. It's better than what we had to go through in college. <laughs> um, True. Th- am I speaking for myself? I mean, I ate pretty well in college and did kind of whatever I wanted. There was no Russian higher official telling me what to do. I went to Moscow University. <laughs> nice. Um. But, yeah, I'm just really excited. You know, it's pretty much they've done everything they had to do up till now, and it means that this thing should kick off, you know, knock on wood, should kick off smoothly and should pretty much work all the way to the end. But that's about it for, you know, just how the league got into COVID or got into the bubble, the COVID tests, so we can jump into some more stories if you want, Jimbo. Jump with me, my friend. Uh, okay. The uh, a little earlier <laughs> in the season, Drew Doughty, who was on the Los Angeles Kings, he the Kings obviously didn't make the playoffs, but there's been he was one of the players who said that in April a expanded NHL playoffs, which is what they obviously are doing this year with 24 teams allowed to essentially have a shot to get in, or 20 out of the 24 teams, I guess. He said in April that it won't produce a real Stanley Cup winner since it's almost like they're getting a hand-me-out. Well, Pierre-Edward Belmar and Ken Dryden, who's a Hockey Hall of Fame goalie, Pierre-Edward Belmar plays for the Colorado Avalanche, who are currently in the playoffs. They both said, uh, you know, I can't, I could not agree less. The level of play is going to take a day or two to get to the competitiveness that it usually is, but this Stanley Cup playoff is going to probably be the toughest ever. Not only are teams such as the previously injury-depleted Avalanche, among many other teams, far healthier than they were when the season was paused in March, but everyone is faced with the same challenge of restarting from a standstill, which is what you, I, Nick, have all been pretty much saying the past couple weeks when we've been recording. You don't really have any team that played 82 games and feels unbelievable because they had a great season. That was 12 weeks ago. 14 weeks ago, I mean, this is gone, Belmore said. So everyone essentially from day one has to create their own momentum. Everyone's starting at this, at the, it's not like one team had momentum going into the playoffs. Everything's essentially wiped away. 
they just co- they start from day one. They essentially create their destiny, which is the, the coolest part about this playoff and also the toughest part, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? I agree. Uh, I, saying it's a hand-me-out is kind of extreme, in my opinion. Like, it's still – you're still competing against some of the best players. You're, you're still competing against some the best players in the world. Like, it's not going to be an easy feat regardless of where you stand. Like, they're all on even, even playing fields, and – there's not really going to be a team that has any advantage per se because there's not going to be any crowd noise. It just seems like it's well, all right. Well, fair. there will if be any, there will be anything, crowd noise. The, well, <laughs> there's not going to be like real crowds though. Like it's not going to be like it's not going to be game altering. Where like if you're playing in Philadelphia, that's gonna that shit's gonna be loud. Like if you're just playing all like all the only the. Uh, NHL players in the stands, like, what's that going to do, you know? Well, I mean, there are – there's there's obviously one or two teams. There's there. no crowd intimidation. There's well, but there's, no... there's, a, there's teams that can – there's teams that most likely won't win. Like, there's a couple teams who made it in as, like, the play-ins. Well, yeah. But, you I mean, know, it's – Like, everyone knows that's going to be a thing. But, but like, no, at the same time – Anything can happen in the NHL playoffs. The best, the team that was most poised to go far could end up faltering at the start because they haven't played in five. Tampa Bay Lightning. Sorry, I had a little tickle in my throat. Um, I'll be honest with you, it's probably good for them. Like, (laughs) no, it is. It is really good. They weren't even doing as well as they were last year. Like, even like the the, last year, they spent all their effort getting to the postseason and didn't leave anything in the tank. They had time to recover now. So, like, I mean, it could go either way. Uh, a, a shitty team could make it, uh, and a good team could make it. You never know. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. That's what's going to make it really exciting. I mean, you're going to have hockey going for, like, 12 hours straight a day. You're going to have constant – there's going to be constant entertainment, constant uh, intensity. You're going to have teams that – maybe weren't originally poised to make a run, make a run. You're going to have teams that you expect to make a run, make a run. You're going to have vice versa. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. I mean, there's, you know, the brackets are coming out, like build your Stanley cup bracket. And I don't really know how to build one right now because I don't really know anything about the teams. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's I I've personally am biased because I do think that the flyers I think the Flyers have a lot in terms of like momentum from a morale standpoint. I think that they have a lot going for them for what's happened once we get once we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, no. Is, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is Devonte Smith probably a free agent? <laughs> um, let me see. Why well, have no other teams? <laughs> I just want to see that man hold up. A He's cup. playing for HC Conlin Red Star of the Continental Hockey League. Somebody get this man a contract. He did win a Stanley Cup, Jim. He needs another one. <laughs> he needs ten. Exactly. He needs to be one of the player who's hoisted the most Stanley Cups in his career. Does. Right, uh, back on track. Uh. <laughs> Jim's a heavy Devonte Smith Pelly fan. That's his boy. Guys He's that's my ch- that's your Chad Qualls. Yeah. Well, oh. except this guy actually had success in his. You're right. Chad Qualls did have success in his career. Anyway, so I mean, yeah, I just I think it's I think this is the most wide open tournament that the NHL is ever going to have. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. It's going to be very exciting. The league kicks off tomorrow with exhibition games, but I was figured we'd probably be good to go into the schedule a little bit of, you know, at least the first week, how it's going to look and bring it on. All right. Hit me with that shedge. So we have tomorrow, the only game, or there's three games on the schedule tomorrow from 4 PM. We have the home boys, Philadelphia Flyers taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. We have at eight, we have Toronto and Montreal playing each other, the battle of Canada and then we have at 10:30 p.m. Edmonton and Calgary, the Battle of Alberta, which is it's going to be that is going to be a dirty game, dude. 
sucks it's at 10.30, but it, that is going to be nasty. Yeah, you like it dirty, I bet you do. Um, on the 29th, which is Wednesday, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was expecting a bigger reaction. But... I was trying to just play it off like it didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning take on the Florida Panthers at 12 p.m. on Wednesday. Then at 2.30, the Colorado Avalanche take on the Minnesota Wild. Then at 4 Carolina takes on Washington. 6.30, we have St. Louis at, at Chicago, but technically they're at the same place. We have at 8 p.m. New York Islanders and New York Rangers. And then 10.30 to finish off Wednesday, we have uh, Vancouver and Winnipeg. On Thursday, we have at 4 p.m. the Nashville Predators playing the Dallas Stars. We have the Boston Bruins playing Columbus CBJ Blue Jackets. I don't know why I said it like that, but I, I like that it did. At 7 <laughs> o'clock and at 10.30, we have Vegas taking on Arizona. Who, Okay, the Arizona Coyotes for a second. There's been a lot of weird shit going on with them. Have you been paying attention? No, I haven't actually. So their GM just kind of quit <laughs> in the middle of the playoff. Like, right before it was oh, about to return? Good for him. Apparently, because there was a weird, uh, you know, a disagreement or something about um, a, a direction they were going to go in with the owner. And he's he's a very he was a very analytical young guy. I think he was, like, the youngest GM in NHL history. And he left. Huh. And now a lot of people are not happy. <laughs> I mean... He left for another opportunity. And everyone said, what opportunity is that? Because his team's about to compete for the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a weird timing. But for, like I've been paying attention a little bit to the news of that whole situation because it's been really intriguing. And the weird thing is, it, it seems like they were like kind of pushing him out throughout this whole process because Taylor Hall, who was a big trade piece that they acquired last well this season in like early was it like November maybe um he's going to be a free agent and they uh essentially were offering Taylor Hall deals and they were leaving John Chikra the GM who just quit they were leaving him out of like the deal talks so it felt like they were almost like pushing him out so if he may have quit it seems like they were almost like done with him and he was almost forced to quit because it's like he lost his power struggle so I don't know. Just it, a little bit. Was he a successful man, uh, GM, or was it like? I mean, the Coyotes are they were they've been building something pretty interesting, and they're they're they were um, they're in the playoffs. Like so, I well, mean, interesting, interesting hat, like interesting, like oh well, gotta watch these guys, or interesting, like ah, they're winning game. Yeah, I know, and they were building up. Like Arizona is obviously a weird place for hockey like it's not like a it's not like a big time market but they were making the coyote. I don't know about you but when I think when I think Arizona I think hockey me too Jim well actually Austin Matthews is from Arizona so Arizona has been kind of put on the map recently but it had it's not like a it's not like a Pittsburgh Desert. it's not it's not a Toronto it's not somewhere that you're gonna go and think like that's a big time hockey town well it's but, a desert so yeah but it's, I mean, they, the Coyotes have been success. Like, they were successful during the season. They were winning games. They got a good, talented, young group. They got two of the better goalies in the league. They got, like, a really good duo. So, I mean, it's just it's just odd timing. It was just a weird – it was just a weird time type thing. I don't know. Yeah. There'll probably be more that comes out about it, but we'll see. Can't wait to follow up on that. Uh, so, then on August 1st, which is Saturday, that is when the official – I'll just go up to Sunday – because we record on Mondays, you know, I'll just, we'll just week by week, we'll jump into the schedule kind of for now. Uh, and then once every round's kind of done, we'll take a look at the, the round. You know what I mean? We're still on the fly. If you haven't noticed guys, we're still figuring out how this is going. Cause this is a whole new ballpark for us, yeah, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure yes. it out. Yeah. So on August 1st, we have the New York Rangers at 12 PM kicking off the play in rounds with, did I say the New York Ranger playing the Carolina Hurricanes? Or did I only say the Rangers? You only said the Rangers. Okay, the New York Rangers. The rest. 
The New York Rangers are playing the Carolina Hurricanes in the first game in the play-in round. Now these play-in round games are going to be a best-of-five series. That'll be essentially like its own playoff round to get into the playoffs. So all these teams that I'll be listing are only play-in teams. <clears throat> then at 3 p.m., we'll have the Chicago Hur- the Chicago Hurricanes, the Chicago Blackhawks taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Then at 4, we'll have the New York Islanders playing the Florida Panthers. At 8, we'll have the Montreal Canadiens playing Pittsburgh. And at, and at 10:30 we'll have Ed we'll have a uh, Winnipeg playing the Calgary Flames. And then on Sunday to wrap up our we'll look at the week ahead, uh we will have the Coyotes. Yep, we'll have the Coyotes playing the Nashville Predators at 2. Then at 3 we'll have our first round robin game. We'll have the Florida or the Florida, uh, it's our team. The Philadelphia Flyers playing the, the Florida Fly- Flyers. <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers playing the Boston Bruins at three. We'll have at six thirty another another round robin game, but this time on the West. We'll have the St. Louis Blues, the previous Stanley Cup champs from last season, playing the Colorado Avalanche. At eight, we'll have another play-in matchup: the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then the last game of the night at 10.30 p.m. will be the Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks. And that's the first week of the return of NHL hockey. And, baby, am I looking forward to it. I mean, I'm, that's a, I'm gearing up for it, too. This dude, is, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get locked into hockey, man, right? It needs to happen. <laughs> you're gonna I need get something lo- to get locked into. Are you getting locked into some hockey? Because you got day-long just binges. <laughs> Well, I mean, I will be watching every game. I'll definitely tune in for the Flyers, though. I'm going to have, like, six screens up. I'm going to look like a computer hacker. <laughs> I, I'm i interested in the other games, but I'm definitely more interested in the Flyers. I mean, I just want a sport to have, but obviously the Flyers are the one that I'm very interested in. I just want sports. I mean, if the Flyers uh, – I hope the Flyers win, because if they don't, I might be pledging my allegiance to a new team. The – what team? We'll get into it in a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty much it on terms of the league news. We had nothing really of any other interest happen. A uh, former Hall of Famer legend Wait, passed away. No other league news? Oh, sorry. Talked about the guy that died. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> hey, go ahead. Talk, talk about that, and then we'll talk uh, about um, Eddie Shack, a former uh, – okay, Jim, you fucked me up. <laughs> the, uh, Eddie Shack, uh, Toronto Maple Leaf legend. He uh, passed away the other day, unfortunately. He was 83 years old, so he lived a pretty long life. He won four Stanley Cups, and uh, yeah, RIP. That's, that's – all right, what were you going to say now? <laughs> The league is getting bigger, Eric. I don't know if you know that. Really? You want to fill me in, Jim? Because I think you uh, are on top of this. I mean, I'm not totally on top of it, but NHL is going to be getting a new team coming uh, this coming season. Wow, Wow, that was loud. Sorry, a uh, video popped up for some reason. (laughs) It's Um, okay. The Seattle Kraken will be joining the fold as of next year. <laughs> um now I, I was gonna get into it, dude. But I'm glad that you I'm glad that you uh I'm glad you brought it up. Dude, I am actually very excited. The jerseys, the name, the they fucking they hit that awesome. park. I know. <laughs> and they're the salary cap next year is supposed to stay right around the same. So some teams are going to be forced to lose some good players, which means that Seattle's going to get pretty lucky. <laughs> they're they're going to be like they're the going to be like the Golden Knights. I know, but they might they, they might even get more skilled players. <laughs> really? Yeah, like JVR is someone that the Flyers have have in the Flyers uh, roster pool that has been thrown out as a potential loss for us. Yeah. Now tell me how that works. So, like, obviously, they get kind of their pick of uh, players that. Uh, they have to send away or whatever, right? All right. So, you want me to explain a little bit about like the expansion draft and shit? 
Yeah, if you don't mind. No, of course. Um, so I really only know about the Vegas one, which I'm assuming that the league's probably going to follow a similar type of layout. Mm-hmm. The Each team, so the current 31 teams, will be allowed to protect seven forwards, three defensemen, one goaltender, or one goaltender and eight skaters, regardless of the position. Okay. But it so it gets really tricky in terms of just let me use like Giroux and Voracek as examples. Mm-hmm. Their contracts have no move clauses, so they're yeah. automatically protected. Gotcha. So it essentially I I forget if if that cuts into oh teams were required to protect any contracted players with no move clauses with one of the team slots. So like the players with no move clauses automatically fill up those slots okay. and also rookies so if there's any rookies in their i think it's in on their entry level contracts they are exempt like they don't have okay they so don't if have, they're yeah. like already up in the league and they're on a rookie contract they yeah so someone that. like uh like morgan frost he, yeah. i think he he won't be he won't be eligible to get picked and Lindblom. No, Lindblom's contract will kick in next year, so they'll have to protect him. What about Hart? Hart has one more, uh, one more deal or one so more year on his deal. I think, yeah, he should be safe. Okay. Okay. So, are there any? So you said Jake Van Riemsdyk was kind of uh, James a worry Van Riemsdyk. I said that. You said Jake Van Riemsdyk. Oh, sorry. Same that's thing. That's That's his brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, just, he uh, he has, uh, I think it's like a seven mil cap hit for the next five years, and he's like 31. So it's essentially kind of like you play around with, um, you play around kind of with, is it worth protecting this type of guy? Yeah. Or is it like kind of a free, it's kind of like a free cap relief type deal because like okay. you can just take him. Like, I love JVR, and I, I think, I hope he's a, and I do believe he's going to be a pretty key piece in the playoffs, but like in terms of players that I wouldn't mind losing, I mean, he's older. So it's, you know, I'd rather like someone like Morgan Frost or like Farabee kind of be able to have like that ability to move into a position. Okay. Can we just give him Goss the spear? Goss the spear could be a guy. Like that could be someone who goes. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I'm actually like. He actually might be one of the players who – he might get picked and unprotected because there's really no spot for him anymore. Like he's kind of lost yeah. out a little bit where defensive prospects are a little bit deeper now. So yeah, no, I can see Gossip Spear and JVR being the two that we end up losing. You know, I'll always miss ghost for those, uh, those, those cool, uh, the cool, cool side head view turns. action head turns. Yeah. But, um, That'll definitely be interesting. I mean, no, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. When it gets a, closer to it, we'll figure it out what's gonna yeah, happen. But yeah, we'll talk more about it once they get into that. I don't know when the draft's even supposed to be, but that's a little bit that's a little bit long off. I mean, that's not until twenty twenty one. Okay. Um. Well, it's not too far off. But it's I think it's like considered going to the next season, like after gotcha. the next season, it'll be. Gotcha, gotcha. So next off season is probably when the draft will be, depending upon how the world is. You know, everything could get pushed off a little more. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> That's I'm not going to think that far ahead in terms of that type of thing. Uh, all right. So since you talk, that's actually now that I can admit it. You did. I did forget about the Kraken. I meant to talk about them, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my little video set up and everything. I was ready. Um, I'm glad you brought them up, but we can jump into the Flyers now. <laughs> All right, bring it on. We talked about the schedule. The Flyers are the first team to kick off the return to play in an exhibition against their state state uh, state rival, the Pittsburgh Penguins, at four o'clock. The uh, Flyers, this little article I have here, the Flyers are no strangers to wacky NHL history. They, ever since their first season, the Flyers have had a knack for being in the middle of unusual NHL history. There will be two NHL exhibition games Tuesday in Toronto as the league continues its impressive march towards crowning a champion. Then obviously it's the Flyers playing the Penguins as the first one. Uh, It's notable because for just the second time in NHL history, the 
there will be two games played at the same site on the same day and the Flyers were involved the only other time there was a doubleheader in history. In March 3rd, 1968, the Flyers played Oakland when there was a team in an afternoon game at Madison Square Garden before a Rangers night game. The Flyers were forced to hit the road to end their inaugural regular season after a section of the new Spectrum roof came apart because of high winds twice within a couple weeks. Jesus. Yeah, the Spectrum roof blew off like right in their first season. Uh, that was when uh, that was and then everyone was like, "This Philadelphia is a joke." Um, so yeah, no, it's actually that's jokes cool. on you. We I, are I, no joke. I actually didn't know that though. I didn't know the Flyers were literally the only. That's like a weird niche type of like fact to have though. But it's yeah. pretty cool. It's like Flyers seem like you know the Flyers always seem like they're a part of some weird historic type of thing. It's never anything like, oh, the Flyers won a cup. It's no, they were, you know, the first team to play on a rooftop of a Arizona bathroom. I don't know. I remember that game, the Arizona bathroom game. It was a good one. Um, the f- Another little cool story for the Flyers, the uh, Flyers are going to give away $500,000 in free ads to Philly area businesses that were harmed by COVID-19. So the next time that they'll um, – you know, play at home, they'll have some smaller businesses will have the opportunity to get free space on the boards, on their social media, on radio commercials, on TV. Um, that's a really good gesture for them to do. I mean, that's that's a lot. That'll help out a lot of businesses. And then I'm happy to see that the team's, you know, giving back to the community. Yeah, good on them. I I don't think any I, – I, that's the one thing about uh, Philly sports. They give a lot back to the community. Like, yeah, and that's, that's a lot of money. That's, a, that's a lot of money, too, to, like, yeah. really give back, which is amazing. That's good for – I'm happy. I, I always feel good about supporting them just because of that fact. Like, they're it never seen – yeah, no. It, good. Like, there's – very rarely are there just, like, da- like mean-spirited people on running Philly teams. sports teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well – uh, let's not go that far. I wouldn't say running the teams, but just like associated with the, the community of the team. Yes, the community okay, of the yeah, team. Not necessarily right. running the team because they can be kind of dicks sometimes. Um, at uh, John Middleton, but um, <laughs> continue. Okay. Um, on Friday, or on Friday, on um, was it Friday? No, it was Saturday. The Flyers announced their final roster for the bubble. Um, you know, they had the opportunity to bring 31 players. It's Canadian. With them. It's a buble. You're right. They uh, they announced their 31 man roster for the 2014 tournament. There were a couple surprises. Uh, one of the exciting prospects, Igor Zamula, was one of the Flyers' top 10 defensemen. Igor. The- He's 20 years old, and he actually is going to get suited up for tomorrow's exhibition game and have the ability to go out there and play, which is actually good for him, man. The roster pretty much, you know, followed exactly what we talked about last week. The goalies were all the same, the defensemen. Uh, one of the players who was left off surprisingly was Carson Terensky, who I actually thought was going to make it, but apparently it was just a numbers game because to everyone's surprise in this city, to my surprise, to your surprise, but at the best of surprises – Someone happened to make the team who we didn't see even having the chance of touching the ice this year. My boy, Oscar. Oscar Lindblom was one of the 17 forwards that was ma- uh, announced to make the team. He was uh, seven months ago diagnosed with cancer. And just to be able to fly to Toronto and practice with the team is, I don't even want to say miraculous because I think he worked his ass off and, you know, got himself to a position, beautifully optimistic, worked his butt off, and just, you know, I'm really yeah. happy that he potentially has a chance to help this team get to the end of the goal that they started the season. Um, I can just picture it now. Claude Giroux gets handed the cup after they win, and the first person he gives it to is Oscar Lindblom. Does that make you, does that make your, your stomach a little, little butterfly, Jim? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, hope it, I hope it's a thing. I hope this is a... This good sign just, for them. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, that's good just for morale, but he's also just a dangerous weapon to have too for the team. Dude, have- he was he was really like he only played or let me say it like he only played thirty games yet he had 
like a serious amount of points for them already. Like, I know. He was leading the team when he went out. Like he had 18 points in 30 games. Yeah, he was leading. The, I think he was the team leader around that point. Or he might have been yeah. leading them in goals. He might, I think he had like a 12 goals or something. He had 11 goals. 11 yeah, he goals. Was, yeah, he was leading the team at that point. Yeah. So what I was saying earlier, though, is that he, uh, the Flyers are allowing him to go fly home to Sweden and uh, spend time with his family and some of his friends to kind of, you know, and just relax after the battle he just endured, which is, you know, great for them. But then uh, by the start of the tournament, he'll be, he'll be in Toronto. He'll be practicing. And if we're honestly being realistic, I mean, if he gets his game shape up and his speed and his stamina and his physicality, he could be in this, he could be back by the second round. Like, I mean, that's, you know, think about it like this. You still have about two weeks of the play-in round games and the round robins. Then you got a whole first round. And if the Flyers advance past the first round of the playoffs, you could have Limbaugh back by then. So, like, and then that's just add even more of a – that's just – that's a lot of firepower, dude. And I'm just happy he has a chance. Yeah, no. He's – I think he's going to be really – I think it's going to be great for the team. It's going to be great for him, too, going forward. Like, just like – yeah. That positive, that like the amount of like things that had to go right for this to happen is just well, not right. I mean, but it's it just, it, I mean, he just had a great to... spirit. He had, you know, obviously the Flyers ensured that he had the best doctors to take care of him. He constantly was battling, constantly was taking care of himself. Thank God they caught it early. And yeah, this is just, I mean, this is just perseverance wise, man. Like, uh, this is just a wonderful story. Like, this is just a great story this year. Yeah. And it'll just the only – the only, what were you saying? Kids got a lot of heart. And we have good thing a we Carter have heart. Carter heart. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, and also the only acceptable ending to this story, though, is with Oscar Limbaugh. I'm hoisting the Stanley Cup. So let's get there, Flyers. It's not the only one, but it's the preferable one. I mean – no, it's the only one to me, Jim. Okay. Uh, yeah, so for tomorrow, it's looking like Zamola's going to dress. I'm going to see if they – I don't think they're um, announced, like, the full lineup yet or anything. But the Flyers stated earlier that they're going to take the game seriously tomorrow. I mean, it's only an exhibition, but they want to make sure that they're getting their body and their heart rate and everything and just their mentality back into game shape because – it's going to take some time to really jump back into it, but obviously playing the Penguins first is going to speed up that process. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there isn't really a lineup announced yet, but we'll be on that tomorrow. And, I'll, and obviously on a big sick energy Twitter, I'll be retweeting constantly. <laughs> you yelled um, at me this, this over the weekend because I wasn't tweeting from there. Yeah, you were tweeting on your own personal account. And when it comes to sports... I'm allowed yeah, to have my own opinions, man. Yeah, but your opinions need to be you can like put a little hyphen and say Jim in the tweet or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, it's not the same. It doesn't have the same magnitude. We got to uh, work out for my own brand, you know? I, I no, I understand. It was about the, uh, it's about the game. Oh, something else that's really cool is, um, Sean Couturier right before he went into the bubble, had a, a little baby daughter, uh, Ella Couturier. And if you've seen him, walking around there were a couple pictures of him walking onto the bus or, or the plane not the bus and uh he had the hospital band still on and today when they were getting they were uh had a couple uh press release stuff and just like players being interviewed they allowed some of the uh flyers press and i guess nhl press into the bubble with them and uh couturier said that when he left the hospital he forgot to take his hospital band off for his daughter but now he says he's going to keep it on because he doesn't want to lose it because his wife wants to make sure that they have it for the scrapbook. But uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool little thing to have around his arm while he's playing. It'll make it even sweeter if he wins the cup. There's just a lot of things going on right now for the Flyers in terms of like, you know, guys becoming dads and guys beating cancer. There's just, I don't know, there's something special in the air, man. I just, I feel it. I mean, I hope it translates, man. This will be huge for the flyers if they are able to take this this home um, but, um yeah no i agree we'll definitely have to wait and see they uh 
you know, they were talking about Carter. They talked to Carter Hart and Katori at the same time. And Carter Hart just said that he will be ready to play tomorrow. Uh, it's looking like they're going to give Brian Elliott the final period and then Carter Hart the first two, since he's going to be the guy who's leading the ship for the playoffs. But it's good to get Elliott in there and give him some ice time. Um, Do we really need Carter Hart? All right, shut the fuck up, Jim. Uh, <laughs> we'll have uh, – and then they interviewed Chuck Fletcher, who was just talking about, you know, how impressed Elaine Vigneault has been in his first season. Uh, some little detail he gave today was like, you know, the amount of attention to detail that AV has is crazy. Like if he says that a practice is going to be 42 minutes, it's 42 minutes on the dot. AV will make sure it is, which is like, I don't know. That's just a crazy detail to have. Like he's just to the point, always thorough. And I mean, that's what the, you know, that's a good Philly coach right there. I think, and AV just gets the city his, they interviewed him right after. And he was just talking about, you know, we really feel like we can do special or do special. We really feel like we can do something special in the, in this tournament. Um, you know, we feel we're feeling better and better every day. We got to prove ourselves again. It's not like we're the same team that w- when we went into the pause, it's, you know, from day one, we just got to show them that we're one of the best teams in the league, which we know we are. And he, uh, someone asked him about uh, his much appreciated martinis that he seems to enjoy after the games, in which he said, I've already found the martini bar at the hotel, so don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's important, man. <clears throat> I mean, you're gonna have, you got to have 16 martinis, A.V., that's 16 wins, Jim, and that's when we get the Stanley Cup. In a row? It's a lot. I mean, not in a row, but you like 16, 16 wins. 16 a night. A night. Yep. <laughs> AV's got a blackout every single night. <laughs> and then he's going to go to the next game, hungover as shit, have a full-grown Duck Dynasty beard. Um, but, yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm just uh, – I think that's honestly kind of it. I mean, we really we, – we discussed, you know – the whole league, what's going on. We discussed the roster and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited. One final thing. I don't know if you saw while I was retweeting it. They, uh, the flyers and they're getting on the plane yesterday. They had those really cool t-shirts on that are locker room exclusives because, uh, Nate Thompson, one of the bottom, uh, bottom line forwards, uh, did a little like promo collaboration with, some i guess a biker gang i don't know if are they have, i think they're a we're a hockey club I, I think they're like a hockey biker gang but it says it has like the <laughs> it has the flyers on there and they're all on like motorcycles and stuff and it just says violent gentlemen hockey club uh and they're really they're really cool shirts i really like the way they look but uh yeah i don't know if this team this i just feel i'm feeling good man i feel like i'm feeling special i think these boys are going to come out there and prove that they belong at the top echelon of the league. Um, there's been a lot of stuff in camp just of like Drew's felt the best he's ever felt. Uh, he knows that this is the best chance he has to win the cup. And I think it's uh, captain. Until next time. Year. Well, yeah. When they, <laughs> when they win their second in a row, but uh, exactly. no, I'm just, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I think that, Giroux going to be a force in the playoffs. I think he knows that this is the deepest team that he's been given his entire career here. I mean, he's led this, he's led this team for eight or nine years. And this is the first time where he's actually had a true top to bottom level of uh, talent, a good goaltender, a great coach. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just think that we're due for a really impressive showcase these next two months from the boys in orange and black. So I'm looking forward to beginning it tomorrow. I know it doesn't really matter, but to me, just seeing 60 minutes of hockey on TV again is going to be beautiful. It does matter, Eric. It really does. It just matters to get get it back, man. You know, it's it's going to make me smile. Hey, um, a smiling Eric is a smiling Philadelphia. That's what I always say. I don't think that's where we got to end it. That was a beautiful ending. Uh, uh, so uh, before we go, make sure you do all the things that we like to tell you to do 
Make sure you follow us on. Make sure you, <laughs> you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Uh, you can follow me personally at Jimmy Coleman on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Eric at Eric underscore Rayer. Was oh, there a shit. number? 11 but shit uh, you 11. even you even took over my you even took over that duty <laughs> um, um you could all uh make sure you email us at um big steak pod at gmail.com um leave a comment send us an email um we'll get back to you share with your friends or share your family definitely tell your family and friends Get ready that, for a it, lot of discussion of the flyers, a lot of happiness, a lot of fun. And uh yeah, I think that's it, dude. I mean, uh let's go flyers. Let's let's start this crazy journey. Let's let's finish the season strong. Let's do it. All right. All the all the fellas at Big Stick Energy Productions and the Gritisons of Philadelphia. I'm Eric. I'm Jim. And uh why don't we uh end with a with a song? Why don't we feel the shake, Jim? In honor for the Flyers coming back. Let's play the goal song. That's what we're gonna lead out with right now. So, uh, all right, everyone, take care. Let's go flyers.